Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Fitness Repurpose Podcast. I'm your host, Lainey Taylor, and today we're going to be talking about the four must-haves for sustainable fat loss. Keyword sustainable here. Now, we're just going to dive right into it, but I want to give a little spoiler alert. It is not crash dieting. It's not cutting carbs, and it's not taking hit workout classes like they're candy. And this is coming from someone who used to work at and religiously take Orange Theory classes at least four, sometimes even seven times a week. And honestly, if y'all have ever seen the picture that I posted the transformation from it on my Instagram, I did not look that great. So again, we're not going to just do a bunch of hit classes and think that is the answer for fat loss, especially to keep it off. So let's get into number one. That is going to be eating in a calorie deficit. I feel like everybody's kind of heard this and some people are like, I know, I know. Other people are like, I don't understand what that means. So for anybody that needs a refresher or an introduction, a calorie deficit simply means we're eating less total calories than what your body needs to maintain your current weight right now. So deficit will be like less. Um, Think of like a step down. So our maintenance calories, if you can see me talking with my hands right now, it's like a nice straight line. Um, If we're eating at that amount, let's just say 2,000 for the sake of easy math, um, 2,000 calories, if you're eating that amount, you're going to maintain what weight you're currently at. That's giving your body everything that it needs to sustain all of its functions to keep you alive, to do whatever workouts you're doing, whatever steps you're doing, digest the food that you're having, everything of that sort. But now let's say we're trying to lose some weight here. Now, instead of eating 2,000 calories, we eat less than that. Maybe we eat uh, like 1,800, right? We're in a nice like 200 calorie deficit right there. Now, we're now eating less calories than what your body needs to sustain its current energy levels and current body composition, just current status in general. We're going to now lose weight because it can't, it doesn't have what it needs to, again, maintain where it's at. So hopefully that made sense, kind of explain the ad nauseum, but I wanted to make sure I kind of got that point across for anybody who's a little newer to that. So we're not going to, um, we, we need to be at this for an extended period of time, first and foremost, let me say that. So if we're just having one day where we're in a calorie deficit, technically, that's not going to really do anything. It has to be an extended period of time. But we don't want to do a crash diet here where we say maybe we're usually eating around 2,000 plus calories and we're like, hey, let's do whatever that the magic number someone decided is 1,200 calories. I'm just going to eat 1,200 calories right now. We don't want a crash diet that is way too big of a deficit because at that point, we are now for sure going to lose a frick ton of muscle tissue. Um, not lose as much body fat as we'd want to in comparison to that muscle tissue. And we are definitely going to slow down your metabolism because it's going to adapt to that. And by losing all that muscle tissue, our metabolism will be slower. Um, and our probably energy levels, our mental cognition, everything is going to tank because again, our body probably does not have what it needs to maintain its normal, just everyday functions to keep you alive, keep you thinking, keep you moving, have good workouts. That's all going to take a massive hit. So we don't want that. We want to actually feel good and actually look good when we're losing weight, right? So if we're going to create a calorie deficit, we can do one of two or a combination of these two things. So we can either lower your food, lower your intake. We can increase your energy expenditure by cardio or like steps, which is your neat. Um, or you can do a combination of both. Typically, people are going to do a combination of both. It's not like we're changing both every single week. Sometimes we might lower food. Other times we might up your steps and then maybe we up your cardio and then we maybe lower your food again, depending on the person, depending on the situation. But that's typically kind of how that goes. Um, I would recommend, because like I said, we don't want this massive calorie deficit. We do not want to 
be miserable. We don't want to make it unsustainable. We want to be able to stick to it. And we don't want to hurt your internal health. We don't want to hurt your hormones, your digestion, like your thyroid, which is controlling your metabolism, all those kinds of things, especially your relationship with food, your relationship with the gym. We don't want to hurt all that. So if we start with a moderate deficit between 250 and 500 calories, 500 is going to be the upper end of that range. If you're newer to this, start with 250 calorie deficit, like from your, typically from your intake. Uh, we want to make sure we're starting at a good, healthy intake. If we're already not eating very much food, we're not in a place to be in a calorie deficit. Um, so per- preferably, we're going to be at that lower end. Now, it's important to realize that if we're in a calorie deficit, we are going to be hungry. We are purposely eating less calories than what our body needs to sustain its normal like, a state that it's chilling at right now, right? Like how we currently look. So a few tips to help manage your hunger because we need to know that we're going to be hungry. If we get to the end of the day and we're trying to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, we know it's not too aggressive of a deficit. So we're not, you know, risking any of those negative consequences. What we need to make sure is that if we feel a little bit hungry, number one, we recognize that's normal. We're not going to continue to eat and get ourselves out of that deficit. Um, And we're going to make sure we're, of course, up on our water. Y'all know if we are dehydrated, we can mistake that for hunger. Um, And we really want to make sure that we can prioritize foods that are going to help us feel satiated and fuller for longer, as well as get all the nutrients that we need when we're in a deficit. Um, I'm not going to go fully into all my tips and tricks that I have for how to eat in a deficit. If it's something that you want, let me know. That'll come at a later date. Um, but a few tips to help manage your hunger in a calorie deficit. Number one, volume foods, eating foods that are going to be higher volume, lower calories. So you physically have more food to be able to eat and enjoy and fill your stomach versus let's say if I had 400 calories of French fries or chips or just straight oil, I will not feel very full from that compared to 400 calories worth of like blueberries or chicken. Try to eat 400 calories worth of blueberries. I promise you, you probably can't. Um, that would be a lot of blueberries. So example of volume foods, definitely fiber and protein and healthy fats. Those are all going to help you feel satiated. So full for a lot longer, keep you tied over until your next meal. Plus we need all those nutrients anyway. Um, leader cuts of meat. So we're getting more protein, less fat. So then we can have an additional fat source into our meal. For example, instead of an 85% lean beef. Maybe we get like a 93% lean beef. And now that extra fat that we're no longer getting from that meat, we can add some avocado into your meal. Again, more food and also fiber and nutrients that we can add in. Um, Drinking enough water. Cannot stress that one enough. It's important for literally so many things. Um, And then also getting enough sleep. So your hunger hormones are not all jacked up and all over the place. So I then also want to point out that it is not a specific diet that is superior for fat loss. This has been proven time and time again through research. This is not my personal opinion. Um, The only way that a diet will allow you to lose weight is if you are in a calorie deficit. If you are not in a calorie deficit, you are not losing weight. And if you tell me, oh, I'm in a calorie deficit, I'm not losing weight. No, you're not in a calorie deficit, like straight up. Intermittent fasting, the only way that that works is not magic. We have less opportunities to eat. It's a smaller smaller period of time that we can eat. So we're typically, the thought behind this is we're going to be eating less calories. So like no late night snacking, if that was a previous issue for you, that is why we're losing weight, not because intermittent fasting is magic. Um, for keto, we're cutting out an entire food group. So if we are losing body fat, we're losing weight, it's probably because you were in a calorie deficit. But that big drop, I do want to point out, that big drop that a lot of people have on keto and then kind of stall out, you just like maybe 10-ish pounds, you are no longer holding glycogen, which is stored carbs, 
and a water in your muscle cells because we're not eating carbs and our body's like, well, I can't store these for later. I got to freaking use these right now because you're not giving me any more. And our body's preferred fuel source for a lot of things is going to be carbohydrates. So because we're no longer holding glycogen and water in our muscle cells, that has weight. So we will weigh less, but our muscles will probably look not as full, probably won't have a lot of energy. Workouts might suck. Could have some brain fog, probably not going to look and feel our best. I would definitely recommend eating some carbs. And then with carnivore, again, we're cutting out entire food groups, less options to be able to eat. So if we're losing weight, we're probably in a calorie deficit. Uh, Same thing goes for paleo, whole 30, whatever the fuck other fad diets you want to fill in the blank with. Calorie deficit literally is king. I feel like I have beat that one into the ground. Um, I also, a little tangent here, there's no fat burning foods. I feel like I'm just touching all the bases of things I wish someone told me of all the things that I did wrong and didn't see progress and got really freaking frustrated with. So there's no fat burning foods. I remember when I was young, I'd see these things like, and it'd be like on Pinterest or whatever, right? It'd be like, great food is a fat burning food. So like eat great food. So I had great fruit every morning and I didn't even think it tasted good. And I'm going to be so honest. I put sugar on top of my grapefruit because it made it taste better. Uh, yeah, that's no wonder I couldn't lose weight because I was literally just eating spoonfuls of freaking sugar. Um, I also used to see like the, you know, you drink like the honey and apple cider vinegar and lemon drink or whatever, and that's supposed to help you lose body fat. The human body literally does not work that way. There are no fat burning foods. We need to be in the calorie deficit. End of story. So instead, when we're trying to lose weight, we're not going to just try to eat fat burning foods because again, they don't exist. Our body doesn't work that way. We're going to pick foods that are lean protein, fruits and veggies, high fiber, whole food sources, period. End of story. Easy peasy. Okay. Second uh, second, uh, thing that we need must have for sustainable fat loss for fat loss, not just weight loss. There's a difference because if we lose weight, we could just be losing muscle. We're going to have the skinny fat look. We don't want the skinny fat look unless you do then do the opposite of this next tip. We need to be eating adequate protein for your body. If you're not, you are risking losing more muscle mass than just body fat because muscle requires a lot more work aka calories for your body to build and maintain. If you don't give your body the tools to maintain muscle, you will lose more muscle. If you don't give your body the tools and the stimulus, which is going to be weight training, which we'll talk about here in a second, where our body doesn't see a reason, it doesn't have the resources to build and to keep muscle on your body. So when we're in a calorie deficit and it says, okay, this muscle is a lot more work for me to build and maintain right now, this fat, I could just kind of put it there and it's just chilling. So I don't want this thing that I, I don't have the resources or the reason to keep around. We're going to get rid of the muscle. We're going to keep that fat and you get a skinny fat look. There you go. So I'm um, again, I don't think we want that. So we're going to make sure we're eating enough protein and making sure that we keep that muscle and lose the body fat. That's what toning is. When someone says, oh, I want to be toned, what they want to do is build muscle and then lose the body fat over top of that. So whatever muscle that you have right now, if we're trying to lose the body fat, we want to keep as much as we possibly freaking can to give you the best chance to look as toned as possible. Um, and then it's also going to help us keep a faster metabolism. Like I said before, having more muscle mass on our body is going to have, have us have a faster metabolism because if it's costing more calories and energy to build and maintain that, we need to eat more calories to maintain the muscle that we have. You get what I'm going with that? Um, research shows between 0.8 to 1.2 grams per lean pound of body mass is a great place to start, especially in a deficit. I would recommend on that upper end. Um, and when I say lean body mass, 
I say that because some people will say body weight, but let's say if someone is like, let's say 300 pounds, right? They're not 300 pounds of muscle. They're probably have a good bit of body fat. They're not going to eat 300 grams of protein. Their lean body mass, if we think of not the fat mass, so mostly just like their muscle mass, if like their ideal weight is to be closer to like 180, like if that's like what they would need to be to be healthy, we'd want to eat more around that of their protein goal for their protein goal is hopefully that makes sense. And ideally, we also want to be spacing our protein out throughout the day to continually stimulate muscle protein synthesis and also keep us feeling satisfied. Because like I said before, protein is going to be very satiating. It's going to help us feel fuller for longer. However, I don't want you to get tripped up of like, how much do I need and spacing it out and like anabolic window. Like, don't stress yourself out too much. If you feel overwhelmed with all those things, just eat enough freaking protein. Like get protein in all your meals, get it in all your snacks, just get enough. Like end of story right there. Um, the easiest thing, if you struggle to hit your protein goal, take your goal, divide it by how many times a day you're going to eat. That's how much protein you want each meal for the sake of easy math here. Let's say your protein goal is hundred grams of protein. For most people, you probably need more than that. So don't shoot for this. And let's say you're going to eat four meals a day. Um, you're going to take the hundred grams of protein divided by four. You need 25 grams of protein in each meal to be able to hit your target. And then all you have to do is make sure we have a source of protein in each meal and adjust that portion size until it equals 25 grams of protein. Again, easy peasy. Um, number three but must have for sustainable fat loss. Weight training for muscle preservation. This is what I was getting at before. So no, cardio is actually not the holy grail exercise for fat loss. Neither is hit circuits. Um, it's going to be really helpful to create a calorie deficit, which is again, point number one. Uh, but cardio doesn't preserve muscle mass. So it can be helpful. We can use it to create that calorie deficit, but it is not the exercise that we are turning to if we are trying to lose body fat and we're like body fat specifically, not just weight. Remember they're different. So weightlifting paired with eating enough protein is what's going to help us prioritize keeping as much muscle as possible. And I will say when we're weightlifting, we need to actually be challenging ourselves. If we are deciding, oh, instead of, you know, training hard, I'm in a deficit, I'm going to go lightweight, high rep. Okay. Well, what built that muscle is what's going to keep that muscle. So if we no longer lift heavy, our body's like, well, you're not giving me the same reasons to keep this muscle. So we're going to get rid of it. Again, we don't want to do that. We want to give the tools. We're going to get the reason to keep that muscle mass on. So however you're training before, if you're training hard, which you should always be training hard, we're going to keep doing that even when we're in a deficit. Um, I would say three to five days of weightlifting to help maintain that muscle mass and improve oral fat loss. If we're in a calorie deficit, we can't build muscle unless you are enhanced. And I'm assuming most people listening to this are not enhanced and they're not wondering how to have sustainable fat loss. If you're at that point of being enhanced, I would hope you understand how all these things work. Otherwise, maybe don't put that in your body. Um, but that's a sad point. So if we are in a calorie deficit, we are not building muscle. It might look like you're building more muscle, but really what's happening is we're losing body fat and we're just seeing more muscle definition. That's all that's happening. So if you see someone like get lean and you're like, wow, they got jacked. No, they already had that muscle. You just couldn't see it as much. Um, so when we're weightlifting, like I said, three to five days, I also want to say just because weightlifting is going to be the best form of exercise to make sure we're preserving that muscle and losing body fat instead, we don't, we don't want to just go, okay, I'm going to lift six, seven days a week. We need that recovery because if we're not recovering, our body can't rebuild that muscle tissue. We're still just losing it, right? We're really inflamed. We got low energy. Our workouts suck. Like that's just not a good point. So three to five days, at least two rest days a week. 
Um, and then number four for sustainable fat loss is going to be sleep. I'm sure most people probably didn't see that one coming. It is such an underrated tool for fat loss. Getting inadequate sleep will negatively impact your fat loss efforts, especially in the lower abdomen, especially if we are high cortisol, we're probably going to store a little bit more body fat in that lower belly area, which is where a lot of people are like, that is just that last place that will not come off. If you want to get your lower belly fat off, if you want, especially want a six pack, you need to push harder and you need to be really on top of all of these things, but your sleep, especially your sleep and your stress, you gotta, you gotta keep those under control. If you want to get your body fat down to that point to be able to see all that definition, right? Um, hungers and satiety cues and your hormones, like your testosterone, your recovery, your performance in the gym, your cognitive function, all of those things are going to be affected by your sleep. So if we're not getting enough sleep, those are all going to go down the drain and you are seriously shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to your fat loss efforts and health, especially we want to make sure that's in check when we are in a calorie deficit. That's why we also don't want to go crazy aggressive with it. We want to make sure your hormones are good. Your thyroid is good. We want to keep digestion in a good spot. Getting enough sleep will help keep those. They'll be supporting your body to keep those in a good spot. That's not going to like be the thing that will keep it from going bad in a bad spot if your protocols are not good and they're too aggressive. Um, but the sleep is definitely going to help. Um, and not getting enough sleep is kind of not going to guarantee, but making it really, really likely that we're going to struggle to lose all the body fat that we want to, um, and keep all of our health markers in a good spot there. So for a adult human, seven to eight hours is going to be what's recommended for most people. And it's got to be quality sleep because if we're getting absolute crap sleep, we're not getting deep sleep, we're not going into like REM cycles, like that's not going to take us through those restorative and recovery processes that we want when we're sleeping. Uh, so good sleep hygiene, hygiene would include going to bed and waking up around the same time every night, not being on your phone, looking at blue light, doing stimulating activities right up before we go to bed. I know we want to scroll. I promise it will still be there in the morning. Um, not drinking caffeine later in the day, like not eating a bunch of simple carbs right before bed. Honestly, for most people eating right before you go to bed, it's not going to make you store body fat or anything, but it's not going to be great digestion wise because your digestion is going to slow when we're sleeping. And then, um, it could impact our sleep quality as well. And then to help improve the, our circadian rhythm, which is going to be our cycles of our cortisol and our melatonin that should rise and fall throughout the day. Um, depending on if we want to be awake and alert, like with cortisol rising in the morning and then feel sleepy with melatonin rising at night. If we can get some sunlight in our eyes in the morning, that's going to help us with our melatonin production at night. So a little tip right there, do that, get a morning walk in two birds, one stone. Um, and then I want to just kind of, again, round out here because was, those are the four. Um, it's really nothing crazy, guys. It's just those basic habits that most people don't want to do because it's not all fun and sexy. Then like, it's like hit classes and, you know, doing like this crazy keto diet and fat burning pills and whatever. Um, notice how loads of cardio and supplements are not in my top four. Yes, cardio can help you create a calorie deficit in addition to your nutrition, your steps, and your NEAT. Um, and supplements may help a little bit, not fat burning pills. Those don't work. Um, or like liquid L-carnitine, pill L-carnitine, unless it's injectable, uh, it's, it's not going to do anything for you. I hate to break it to you. They supplement companies that sell those, they kind of just want your money. Um, but you're going to be so much more successful if you just focus on consistently nailing the above four first before we try to do anything else from there. Like if we don't have those in place, 
you're seriously, again, shooting yourself in the foot with the kind of progress you're going to be able to make. The most important thing is to make sure that the methods that you choose are sustainable and enjoyable. If we are cutting out entire food groups, probably not sustainable, probably not enjoyable. And it probably also gives us this idea, okay, I'm cutting carbs now. I'm going to eat them in the future. Okay, what happens in the future when we add those carbs back in? We probably gain the weight again. So we need to be able to find a way to eat, to train, to have all these habits in place. So not only can we get that body fat off and keep the muscle, but how do we actually keep it off? Because the habits that got it off, we have to keep those in some way to be able to keep it off. Um, Same thing with like the carbs, if that makes sense. So if you feel too restricted and you go overboard and you overcompensate and you keep doing this yo-yo, that does not work. Do not go back to that same diet of, oh, I did keto and I lost the weight before. I'm just going to do it again. You didn't keep it off. It didn't work. Um, So kind of like the overall thing with this is, again, it's not sexy. It's not these like crazy things. It's not these like hit classes or whatever it is. It really is just nourishing your body, feeling your body being aware and mindful of what we're eating and how much knowing that that's what's going to get us to our goal and keeping our health in mind because if our body's not healthy if our body's not stressed it's not going to respond so it really is just these basics and I know it doesn't seem as appealing as the flashy things that people will share on social media of try this detox or do my shred whatever hit circuit program like for $45.99 here's all your fat burning workouts that you need that kind of stuff sells um And that's kind of where all this confusion comes from. So if anybody has any other questions on stuff like this, or if there's any misconceptions that you have that you want me to, or myths that you kind of want me to bust, let me know. Uh, Because clearly I think this is fun because I fell for a lot of those and I want to make sure other people don't um, waste a lot of time and kind of hurt their health doing all that. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I know it was a little... uh, got a little spicy at some moments maybe just because again I do feel so strongly but um I really want this year to be the year that I, it just kind of seems like people are like especially women like we're focusing on getting strong we're feeling our bodies we're finding sustainable ways and keeping our health and our wellness in mind as we reach our goals because it doesn't have to be this extreme it doesn't have to be this all or nothing it's not this negative thing it really is a lifestyle change um when it comes down to it so hopefully you guys enjoyed hanging out with me listen to this episode got some good nuggets if you're trying to lose some body fat and keep it off this year audit all these areas see what you're doing with them be super freaking honest with yourself guys especially if it's just in your own head drop that ego like no one's got to know if you you know maybe need to change the way that you're doing something um and I promise if you can just buckle down on these you get some habits in place get these in line you will lose body fat and you will be able to keep it off. And it's going to feel so freaking good because not only are you going to look and feel better than you ever have before, but you're going to be able to maintain it and you're going to be able to actually enjoy life and the body that you're working so hard for. So on that note, guys, thanks for tuning in um, and I'll catch you next week.